0: Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Freeman Means Business, Wonder Women in Business podcast. Everyone has a story, and on our podcast, we give a voice to women whose story is meaningful, moving, and compelling. I like to share these stories with the world because in their shining, they give permission to others to own their story and to shine and be proud of the moments they've worked so hard on, whether they resulted in the outcomes they expected or not. Win or loon, never lose. Winner, learn, never lose. That's what I always say. I know if you are a listener on my podcast, you've heard me say that before. Well, I'm super duper excited to introduce to you today a friend of mine. Her name is Kalila Lyons, and she works with ConAgra Brands, headquartered out of Chicago. Khalila, thank you so much for being here today.
1: Thank you, Susan, for this opportunity to speak to you. It's, it's- such an honor. I'm very grateful for what you do and how you've even just created this platform where we get to appreciate each other and be honest and be inspired by each other. So thank you so much.
0: Well, I will say you are quite an inspiration, folks. So I met Kalila, um, I'm not sure how many months ago, but we talk on the phone regularly. Um, She is a, a part of the, an ingredient in the recipe for success for me and my business and I get motivated and inspired by her regularly. So I thought, you know, why am I keeping her to myself? I'm gonna share a little bit of her, with her So tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Absolutely, you know, I'm in this great place right now where I am living this really intense evolution and emergence and my entire journey through life, personally and professionally, has positioned me to what I do now, um, within work, outside of work, which is in short, creating these spaces where people can be their absolute brilliant self and also helping people understand what that brilliance is, how to liberate it, and how they can live freely with that. It's it's just a really great place that I'm in right now.
0: So how does that work in your day-to-day, like what does that mean? Say let's say I work at Conagra. How do you help Mm -hmm. me find my highest and best self and and shine? What what does that mean? Yeah,
1: it's 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 in a it, it means a variety of things. When you think about diversity and inclusion, which is where I focus my work, it's it's a really holistic term. Um Verna Myers, who works with diversity and inclusion for Netflix, she has a quote and I hope I did it right, there. Yes, she's amazing. Um, and she talks about diversity is being invited to the party and inclusion is being invited to dance and a lot of my that work that I'm able to, it's amazing and it just captures it so eloquently and a lot of the work that i do when you talk about how you show up as an individual i feel like is getting at how we respond to the music once we're invited to dance And I've been able to do that in a ton of different ways, just a huge privilege. It's almost like a playground at times. Um, The platform that they've given me in integrating diversity and inclusion naturally into the talent experience of our employees and working with our employee resource groups to make sure that they are stood up as strategic cultural champions. We just launched our first Diversity and Inclusion Advocacy Council, and I emphasize advocacy because most companies have an advisory council. We wanted to be clear that the influencers we've invited to be on this council are actually advocating for diversity and inclusion. And I have a strong partnership um, with a lot of our leaders. And what we're doing with a lot of this work, we have different initiatives, but it really is about some of the day-to-day tactical, practical things that we don't always give attention to that can impact how someone shows up at work, who they want to bring to work, how their brilliance is shining, which for business, you know, when you think about it, ultimately impacts the bottom line. And so tying that together for our leaders, but also letting our employees know we want all of who you want to bring to work. It, it, it's a privilege for some of us when we think about some of the layers that we bring without even thinking about. And so we want to create a space and working in many different ways where everyone feels they have the privilege to bring different layers to work. They're not questioning how they should wear their hair, they're not questioning yeah. if there's a bathroom for them. You know, there's a lot of different things.
0: That's amazing. So uh, again, I often hear people say, oh, we have a great D&I initiative and we're all about mentoring. And so I'll ask about, well, where's the I in your D&I initiative? Tell me more about that. And it's like, uh, or I'll say, yeah. teach me <laughs> okay. a little bit." Mm-hmm. yeah. So teach me a little bit about the difference between mentoring and sponsorship or sponsoring. And they're like, uh, so I think, you know, listening to you talk about this, um, when and if I get an opportunity to present in Chicago, I think I would like to invite you to present a portion of my workshop. I think you'd be fabulous. <laughs> great.
1: Yeah. That would be great. You know, it's, it, and it is, it's a lot of people group diversity and inclusion as one thing. And it's, it's very different when you think right. about it. The diversity is, again, just as she said, it's who you're inviting to the party. It's the representation, but where organizations miss out is now we have to ensure that that diversity is thriving, that diversity feels that they're belonging and we're doing what we need to do so that they're committed to us and we're letting them know that we're committed to them as well. And that's a completely different type of conversation where you're having to take an honest look at your behaviors, not the strategies, because sometimes we get caught up in the strategies and the programs, which have an end date, but your actual behaviors and what you're doing to internally transform to invite that person to the table and they run to the table. They're ready to create their own table.
0: I love that. So I like your phrase, tactical and practical. I'm going to pick your brain another day on maybe on our next call, um, because I want to learn more about that, the tactical and practical implementation. of Sure. Yeah, so, so tell me a little bit about your education and background. Now, I know a tiny bit, um, and what I know is fascinating. <laughs> You're, you are such an inspiration, and uh, you motivate and inspire others to do as well or better than you have done, and I love that. That's a true sign of leadership. So tell me a little bit about your e- education.
1: Absolutely, you know, and I have to go all the way back to the beginning where my education started in East St. Louis, and that is something that I wear proudly because when we talk about biases and how they drive behaviors and how we create narratives around people, uh, it shocks people sometimes that I'm from East St. Louis, so I'm so happy to disrupt whatever narrative they may have around that, um, With you know, because East St. Louis, it's low economic, it's predominantly African-American, but I have such beautiful stories and memories, including my education. Um, I was part of the gifted program there, which I've realized over time as I've gotten involved in this work that I was given a lot of privilege, even in East St. Louis, being part of the gifted program that's influenced my perspective. Things like that we take for granted going to a museum going to the symphony or just simply having newer books or air conditioned where I can sit and really focus on my education, what the teacher is saying versus worrying about my comfort level. Wow. Um, so, That's yeah. Amazing.
0: It, it's That's amazing. So- I never even thought about that. So it really strikes me when you recognize, um, the privilege that so many take mm-hmm. for granted, um, that that's incredible so yeah i wonder how many kids across the nation are distracted by the temperature in the room or you know the cleanliness or you know whatever Mm -hmm. it might be and and to realize for you to realize that's that was a privilege and you were able to focus on your work because you were cool and comfortable and or whatever the case may be that's that's amazing some kids are freezing cold while they're trying to do their work or sweating or you know it's mm-hmm. I think about my own work here. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> you sound like you live in gratitude. I love that.
1: I absolutely, absolutely do. It's It's been an, an amazing journey and going from there and graduating from the University of Illinois with an undergrad in psychology and um, graduate school there as well with my master's in human resources. You know, even at U of I University of Illinois. I was able to start to gain an appreciation and just an awareness for the diversity that exists out there, interacting with people from different cities. And I know we all go through this with college, but it definitely resonated with me. And again, not realizing this was just the natural part of my journey, just how much my eyes were opening going into college, and how much that set me up as well once I started to. Um, Enter corporate America after graduate school.
0: That's awesome. That is really great. So I'm so every time I talk to you, I learn something new. I'm so jaw dropped. <laughs> wide open. So tell me a little bit about what you do when you're not working. I know you have kids. I know you're involved. in <laughs> but What do you do? I know that keeps you very busy.
1: It 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 does. Um, but it it's it's busy, but it's it's a blessing. Um, so it, it's, it's definitely both because it's just natural integration and ebb and flow of what I do professionally and personally. So first and foremost, outside of work, I am mother to Miles and Marley, two amazing children who just have such brilliant perspectives on life and inspire me to do what I want to do. Because when I hear them talk and I hear them dream, I want to make sure that I'm doing my part in creating a world that's going to accept them for all of who they are. is almost not emotional. Um, thinking about that, uh, I also currently sit on the board for the Chicago Emerald City Theater, which is an amazing organization that is driven by providing theater experience for all children and all families, saying this doesn't have to be expensive, this doesn't have to be stuffy, and we shouldn't have these theaters where it's an all-white audience. Let's have all children be exposed. And I obviously was drawn to that because I know, based on my upbringing, upbringing, how important that is. So sitting on that board and providing a diverse, diversity and experience lens to the work that they're doing. I also just recently launched the advisory council for the Chicago chapter of Growth, Inc., Another wait, organization wait, 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 near and down. dear to my heart.
0: Slow down a second. Slow down a second. You started what? You launched what? I want everyone to hear this. So slow down a little bit. Yeah.
1: Again. Okay. It's I launched the advisory council, the first ever advisory council for the Chicago chapter of Girls Inc., which is nice. a national organization. Yes. it focuses on young girls in underprivileged areas and, um, grades K through eight and they've also launched a separate program for high school students and it's really about focusing on um, how they are strong, smart, and bold. So the strong is looking at all aspects of health, how they eat, their physical aspects of health. The um, smart is obviously the education, there's some focus on STEM and then the bold which is my favorite part is really getting at how do we increase their, their grit and their confidence. So even at the age of five, starting to help them see all of who they are, and have an appreciation for that. So to be I'm able tearing to... I'm up.
0: This is so yeah. powerful. It's so... It's an
1: amazing Oh my God. Mm-hmm.
0: Wow. I love this. So that's,
1: yeah. And that's obviously near and dear to me because I was once a young African-American girl in that type of Um, environment. And so I've been able to bring together a group of extraordinary people with diverse backgrounds, just ready to make some great things happen to support the Chicago chapter. And again, it's a national organization. Um, And then I sit on advisory council for Black Tech Jobs, which is focused on increasing um, Black talent in the tech industry. And then I do different um, keynotes and thought partnerships. So I've spoken for um, the North Shore Junior League Fitting Figures program, a great program that helps women re-entering the workforce or just needing help entering the workforce. And, you know, when I talk to them, it's really about owning their story and not being ashamed or embarrassed, of yeah. what they're com- you know, where they're coming from, but owning that as they enter the workplace and what that looks like as far as what they talk about, but even their again going back to how we respond to the music and those nuances, their body language, their smile, all these things that can change how they feel inwardly and project such a stronger persona and performance outwardly. So being able to
0: everything you do ties together to empower people, all people. Even by empowering young girls and women, you're empowering everyone to be their highest. Absolutely. I love that. That's amazing. Absolutely. Yeah, so, so I've been what able would to- you say, um, Let me ask you, what would you say is your proudest professional accomplishment?
1: Oh, um, I think, you know, t- going back to tying it all together, it's been the evolution of my B-list talk. And I don't know if we've talked about this before, but um, back in December, I was referred to speak um, to the Women in Tech Breakfast for the General Assembly, which is an organization in Chicago. And I decided, I was racking my brain, what could I talk about? And I decided to talk about experiencing the B-List versus being on the A-List, which is an approach to life that allows us to be human and maintain our self-worth and purpose despite external events. So some of the things on the B-List talk about the bumps that we've experienced, and how we bounce from that, how we give ourselves a necessary boost, um, and not get so caught up in achievement, in accolades, in affirmations from others, because those things can come and go. So it's really about the experience and what we should be focusing on and how we take that and how we learn from that. So I've been able to take that and speak to a number of audiences been invited to speak to other organizations. And it's really just been this accomplishment that keeps on giving.
0: Yeah. That's you're you are a gift that keeps on giving. I'll say that. <laughs> um, that's amazing. Well, who, who's in, let me ask you, cause I ask everyone this and I think we always need to recognize we didn't do it alone. Um, mm-hmm. We were grateful for others who motivated us and inspired us. Who was your inspirational mentor?
1: You know, just as you say, there's it takes a village, and it's even hard for me to think about one person because so many people have showed up in different points of my life. I think about Ms. Dillard from my sixth grade class in East St. Louis, who strongly impacted the type of books that I enjoy reading because she sat in that classroom and read Black Boy to us, and it was just amazing to hear her read it and how she emotes the words and just the story and so she had a huge impact on me you know my daughter um is someone who inspires me every day her joy her honesty and just how she looks at life and how she embraces it is something that i try to imitate and there's even a woman she's an executive admin her grit and her beauty and her determination and she has more than she'll ever know is something that inspires me so It's just been so many women, even as I've gone through some of the personal things recently that have shown up just at the right times in my life, whether for a reason or a season or a lifetime. It's probably more of an archetype, Susan, that I would say as far as who I turn to, um, and you are most absolutely included in that. And it's women who are just boldly living their gifts and their truth in a way that's fearless and fierce and Graceful and grateful, and where they're relatable and relevant, and just reaching out to contribute. I, I would say it's it's been several of those type of women who have touched me, and mentored me, and inspired me to be who I am today.
0: That's wonderful. That's so wonderful. Well, thank you for that little shout out. I'm proud to be a part of your, uh, <laughs> your posse, if you will. Um, I consider you part of my posse too, and and. <laughs> I have been on the end, you, you you talk about microaggressions. I'm sure you've experienced several in your career. Um, mm-hmm. I have been on the end of the mean girl thing before. I don't get it. I don't understand. I can only attribute it to their own fear. And mm, uh, it is. Mm-hmm. I know you do too. You do your best to help those people, to help those women not be so insecure. Um, and I think the work that you're doing with people of all ages from five on up, helps to create women in business later in life who are secure and will lift other women and will help other women see the benefits. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. Well, um, you know that I'm strong about, you know, my beliefs are strong about lifting other women. What what can you share with the listeners, um, you know, some advice on how to support women in business?
1: I think the biggest thing that I've even learned in the past few months, which felt like a paradox to me initially, but it now feels so natural, is being vulnerable in who you are yes. and what you need. Um, your mistakes and being honest with that, your, your journey, and not just the great things, but even the really isolating, sad moments, that's going to help the woman coming up behind you, next to you, even the one ahead of you, because she'll be able to see that despite your bumps, you're still winning you're still standing, you're still being, you're still creating, you're still evolving. Someone's watching you, someone's meeting you. So like you said, get over the competition, getting over any discomfort that you may feel when you see another powerful woman and just real talk, walk up and say hello. Make eye contact and be intentional about whatever narrative you're starting to create about her because it's happening. It's natural. We have biases. It's part of the evolution of how we've survived, you know, the centuries and, you know, when we were living in the cave days, it's fine, but it's a problem when it comes to people. And it's definitely a problem that creeps up with us as women. So stopping that narrative that you're creating for her across the room, <laughs> expose yourself and be exposed and open to who she is. It's, it's simple, but it's, it's just so powerful because then it allows us to give our gifts to each other.
0: You know, I love that you said that, and you addressed vulnerability and authenticity, and I want to say that when I host these events, you know, I host these Bubbles, Bites, and Bits of Wisdom events, I invite women like yourself to come speak at these events, do a TED Talk, and I tell these women, um, if you're not comfortable being vulnerable and authentic, this is not the venue for you, and I'm not the (laughs) producer for Mm you, because I don't want you to get up there and talk about your title and how successful you are. I, that's not relatable to the audience. You know, we want to see right. pieces of ourselves in you so that we can bond and connect and look to you for advice or for comfort or to say, Oh, I went through that. She did too. She survived. I will too." So I love that. Absolutely, that's Super powerful. Uh, well, what has been your biggest challenge or setback and how did you overcome that?
1: You know, it's, It's something that has occurred most recently, allowing me to really emerge as a new person, um, almost do a total rewind and honestly, a setback that left me with a lot of self-doubt and wondering my worth and if I'm going to be credible because I I am now divorced, recently divorced. And my marriage, which is a beautiful part of my life, a beautiful phase of my life was so much of my journey and so much of my story and you know in diversity and inclusion and just who i am being vulnerable and telling my story and now having a new story to tell was something that i questioned for a long time and if i was going to be able to show up if people were going to be able to connect but through i'll say going through the b-list even and just understanding the bump for what it was and starting to really focus on building myself up and believing in myself It definitely was a layer, my marriage and a critical layer, but it's not fully who I am. So it was definitely a setback for a while. Um, One of the difficult things that I have gone through, but through that, so much of understanding who I am, um, finding value in sisterhood and vulnerability with that sisterhood, whether it's your core sisters, your circle of sisters, your community of sisters, your coalition of sisters, just being who I am through that setback or that bump um, has just positioned me to really embrace life for what it is, really appreciate the processes and the experiences that we really have to go through if we're going to grow. And the hope and the joy that we can still have, even when things don't feel like they're at their best, and are they're not at <laughs> their best. I want not even say they don't feel like they're at their
0: best. Well, and, I want to you know, say, you know, with 50% of marriages ending in divorce, there are a lot of women out there who are, are listening to you and looking to you as a good example of how to separate or leave with love and, and understand mm-hmm. that it shouldn't be shame that you... This is a phase in your life who, that brought you to where you are now. It is. I, I want to say that you are remarkable, and I'm so, I, I want to share you with, you know, what you've done at ConAgra is amazing. What you're doing outside of ConAgra with the community and your own, the beast, the bee talk, if you will, um, the bee list, I should get it right. The bee Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, beautiful to borrow from the (laughs) B-list, you know, bold. (laughs) Um, I I definitely see you as beautiful and bold. Uh, And I'm so, so proud to know you. And I learned something new from you every time we talk. Um, (laughs) Tell me something I don't know though. Like what is a surprising fact about you?
1: Ah, I think you may be surprised to know, Susan, that I am a before morning morning person. So during the week today being no exception i wake up at 3:15 each morning oh my gosh. <laughs> and i never i never sleep past 5:20 on the weekends and this allows me to exercise pray and meditate before the rest of the world especially my children <laughs> get started with their day and it's just a way to balance me and get my mind right with my mantras to experience what the day is going to bring for me.
0: You are holistically beautiful in every way. (laughs) I honestly have never uh, met anyone who gets up that early, not even a plant worker.
1: (laughs) Well, it's funny because you hear people say, I get up early and I'm sitting there like, not as early as me. Well, I can just tell you in the world right
0: now, I will never get up early. I thought I got up early at 6 a.m. No way. Well, I mean, (laughs) that's crazy good. That's crazy good. So let me ask one more question before we say our goodbyes. Um, And I'll include this in a written blog. So people who follow me know that I'll put your contact info and how to connect with you. Um, and I'll share all kinds of great written information about you as well as some pictures. But how can they reach you, those who, who listen to the podcast? What if they want to reach out to you? How, how do they reach you?
1: Absolutely. The best way to reach out to me right now is to go to my website, I am com. Um, and you can share your email and I'll definitely be in touch. And also when you go, you will, we've talked a lot about the practical things that we can do to make a difference. Um, There's some freebie content that can help you with doing that in your day to day.
0: Wonderful. I am going to ask you to spell out your website because your name. Ah, is
1: yes. It's not intuitive, is it? <laughs> no, it does not it fall is. off the fingertips <laughs> onto the keyboard. <laughs> That's true. It's i a m k h a l i l a h l y o n s dot com.
0: Okay, that sounds great. And folks, I'll put that in the blog as well, just to make sure you get it right. um It's been fun. It's always fun. I'm so
1: glad to. It is. You <laughs> with the world. Thank it's you, awesome. Susan. Thank You're you welcome. for being a gift that keeps on giving as well. I really appreciate you.
0: Well, I can't wait for my next trip out to Chicago. Hopefully I'll have a business trip out there soon and get to invite you to co-present.
1: I would love that. Thank you.
0: All right. Have a good day, everybody. And thanks for tuning in.